0: This week's episode of the Infamous Podcast is brought to you by Comixology.com Are you in desperate need of a superhero fix? We can help you out. Go to InfamousPodcast.com slash Comixology and you can get access to Comixology Unlimited free for 30 days. And you can get access to Batman and Wonder Woman and Black Widow and Spider-Man and all these great comic book movies that are supposed to be coming out that have been pushed back. So go to InfamousPodcast.com slash Comixology and and start your free 30-day trial to Comixology Unlimited today. Hey, welcome back to the F's podcast. This is episode 260, Black Nocturne. I'm Brian. And I'm Daryl. And, uh, yeah, Daryl. Stuff happened this week. And we're coming up on an election, and we're not going to talk about any of that. We're talking about nerd shit all night. Uh,
1: all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I had to say that. I know. I told you, you know. Yeah. I'm re- I'm, I keep saying I'm reading when I, when I talk about my Audible books, but I'm actually listening to Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights, which is one of my favorite listens. Uh, first of all, you know, just the book itself and the subject matter. Right. But also his performance
0: oh he reads it oh cool actor. yeah yep, nice. he reads it and it's so.
1: <laughs> that makes it twice as good
0: so i uh so. i i'm on to god emperor of dune so book four of okay. the of the audiobooks because i mean it's easier for me to read or to listen just because i'm dyslexic and you know i uh i just get th- i mean i can i i can read and i read really fast and i comprehend really well but like at the same time like I don't have time to just sit and read like a thousand-page book, or however long right. it is. So it's much easier to listen to a sixteen-hour podcast or podcast uh, audio book and like listen to it in the car, listen to it at the gym, you know. And and yeah. it, it works Like I listen to it on the one wheel. That's like my favorite thing to do. Is I'll listen to books on the one wheel, or I'll call you. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I pre-ordered um, Ready Player Two.
1: Oh, forgot about that. When did that come
0: out? Uh, in November, I think. But then, rookie move. Will Wheaton's doing the reading.
1: Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Oh jeez. So I he's just, gonna mi- he's
0: gonna just keep mispronouncing words and pissing me off the whole time.
1: <laughs> I'll just buy that one on um my uh, Nook.
0: Yeah, your There's, Nook.
1: That comes out, and then Rhythm of War. Brandon Sanderson's one of his book, like book four. And I'm speaking of a thousand-page book. I am yeah. on page seven hundred of book three of this series that you know the one I just yeah. mentioned, and it's thirteen hundred pages. Nice.
0: So. so you're about halfway and the, there.
1: Oh, and the Audible book is not available in the library. So
0: bastards. So I don't. Know, I think it's funny that the first Dune book is twenty four hours long. <laughs> so, um. But yeah anyway hey that has nothing to do with what we're talking about this week um okay so this week on the show just quick rundown we have um news about why the last man tv series um on hulu ted lasso got another season pickup so we'll talk about that a little bit we got our first look at red hood from titans um season three coming soon to hbo max and then we're gonna dive deep into um Amazon Prime is trying to emulate something that the music industry did really badly when uh, digital music became a thing. And then we've got the other half of our Blomhouse, uh, Welcome to Blomhouse, um, re- mini reviews with Black Box and Nocturne. Sounds good. All right. So um, did you read Why the Last Man, the comic?
1: Yes. Cause I, I don't. I kind of forgot about it in the sense when I was reading this article and I'm trying and I was trying to figure out where I left off and then I remembered because I didn't like the ending I think we talked about that a while ago yeah or I, I wasn't a fan of how it ended I like
0: the ending I thought it was all right yeah. um okay so if you don't know why the last man is a comic series that was written by Brian K Vaughn with um art by I can never say his name right um by a very talented artist um <laughs> but uh Anyway, uh, I'm sorry, Pia Guerrera. So I think I pronounced that right. I don't know. But anyway, so it's a world where there is a, a virus that kills anyone with a Y chromosome. And there's one man, York Brown, who uh, survives. Um, and then it's his trial to or his trials of the, of the series are to get to his girlfriend, Beth, who he wants to get engaged to right before all this happens, who's in Australia. Um, and you know, his mom is a Senator from Ohio or house of representative representative. She's Congresswoman from Ohio. And you know, she's got like different plans and his sister hero is involved and he runs into, uh, um, and he gets paired up with agent three, five, five, um, which I think they're making a movie called three, five, five about the Culper ring. So the Culper ring was George Washington's like secret police, um, Like spy ring, and uh, and so Agent Three Five Five is is um the you know the the person who who is charged with protecting York really from himself because he's a moron. Um, So I I'm 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 excited for this. So it's uh, Diane Lane is going to play Congresswoman Brown, which I find very interesting, Um, and hopefully she's not a monster like Martha Kent. Um. (laughs) so but we're, we're talking about this because it's it was supposed to go into production last march um or in march this past march but obviously uh the beer it bug hit like last march yeah right Forty two thousand years ago in march 2020 um but no then the pandemic hit and everything shut down so it's going into production later this year uh or starting early next year um, but they had some cast changes so new to the project is ashley romans who will play agent 355 and Olivia Thrillby, who will play um, Hero Brown. And then they've also... So I guess in February, Ben Schweitzer was supposed to play York Brown, but he's been replaced by Barry Keegan.
1: No, he's replacing. Uh, Oh,
0: oh, damn. I thought Barry Keegan looked more the part than Ben Schweitzer does, or Schertzner. Okay. And then Timothy Hutton has been kicked off of the show because of some sort of um, alleged sexual assault in March and Which he, I didn't never, never I never even heard about. about that. And he was kicked off of the the Leverage reboot. Which um,
1: again, never even heard about. Okay, so I, I, I love okay. the Leverage show. Yeah. So,
0: I, I, I I watched a little yeah. bit of it and I liked what little bit I I watched. Um so I have a little bit of concern here because um so they're talking about this and they're like uh the story is set in a post apocalyptic and this is a quote from the article on deadline the story is set in the post-apocalyptic world in which a c- cataclysmic event decimates every mammal with a Y chromosome, but for one cisgender man and his pet monkey.
1: So you had the same reaction when you read that. that so, idea. so
0: like it just, why can't they just say one man and his pet monkey? Okay. Yeah. And it says the series, follow, the series follows the survivors in this new world as they struggle with their efforts to restore what was lost and an opportunity to build something together. Now they made a huge point to um, say in this inaugural season all episodes will be directed by women alright right, that, that's the least of it um, and that doesn't matter right not, I'm, I'm sure they're all perfectly fine directors um, I, I, I'm just so th- th- this, this book f- is focused on York right and I get the feeling York is going to be a background character character. and it's going to be about three five five and hero and his sister hero is like a really bright i think i believe she's a medical student but she goes crazy and joins the this amazon group um and you know becomes pretty militant and everything but i I do have to say like looking at ashley romans as three five five she looks exactly like what pia Guerrero drew um (laughs) for the character yeah so yes, she so I'm kind of excited and then I I was like I was trying to remember where I saw her from and she was in the the Showtime series I'm dying up here. I don't know if you ever watched that one. No, I never watched it. It was the that. 70s, I think 70s maybe early 80s um show about stand-up comedy at the comedy store. It's I think it's kind of based off of Polly Shore's mom a little bit. Um and uh Sebastian Stan is in the first episode and he he kills himself in the first episode cuz he's like had like uh the best night ever on Carson and he just kind of goes out on a high note. Um and it's left with the rest of these comedians to to deal with that. So I had remembered seeing her in that which I liked. Um and then Olivia Thrilby, and I think I'm saying that right. Um T H R A L B Y. Um she was Anderson and Dread. She was yes. uh Juno's That's buddy. Who she is yeah, there. she was Juno's buddy in Juno. She's on the show Goliath. I don't know if you ever watched that one. No. Um she she had a run on there. But yeah, so like I'm excited. Oh, and she was on board to death. She had a run on board to death, which is an HBO series that's really good. Um, so I'm I'm actually excited for the casting of these two, because um, I think they're both pretty good actresses. But at, at the same time, why um, is one of my favorite comics? Um, it, like oh, it's I, know. Yeah. I like I got I got to it late. Like I, I it's one of the like Brian Vaughn's that I just kind of didn't start reading until like a year or two after it had ended and i remember because i got like the first two trades at the at queen city comics right and i finished them in a day and i went back the next day and i bought the next two and i finished those so i went back and bought like i think there's 12 so i bought the last eight just in one i'm like just give me all of them so (laughs) but i've since bought them all digitally as well so um but yeah, so I mean, I, this is a great series and and I I just hope that they the production team sticks to like some semblance of, of the story and and what it's about. Um there's a total women empowerment thing that is really cool in the book and it's not like but it's not like laid on so heavy that like they're walking around like, "Oh, you're a cisgender male." Um that's where kind of the the issue, like, and I don't know if it's because of the deadline reporters who did that or if that came from uh Hulu and FX. I don't know,
1: yeah. It, like you said, you know, people get on a lot of times what you know we say is you know some of the geeks and stuff in, in the sense of how we're up, how we get upset sometimes about things, and it's and the automatic. The automatic response is, well, it's just because you don't like women, or this, that, or the other. No, it's because it's when you don't follow the source material. Now, you don't need to follow it line by line. That's not what we're saying. But as lo- staying true to the characters there, and I, when when you when we were talking about this, it reminded me, and this is what I was hoping. This is what I hope with this series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but when The Witcher, when they were filming The Witcher. Some of the stuff that came out about that was like Geralt was going to be in not less of a, a main character and more of a kind of like uh, like an ensemble with him being a little bit more in the background, which was not the case. So I'm hoping that we're just in this sense kind of jumping the gun because, yes, this is about, like you said, Yorks. This is mm-hmm. his story. And what was his monkey's name?
0: uh ampersand
1: okay <laughs> ampersand so don't lose that yeah and again i love what they so far what we've seen with the cast mm-hmm. I, I i love the casting very much so as long as they tell the story like it's supposed to be told and yes you can throw you know, some of your new stuff in there but you have just make sure you capture the essence and what it is what wise the last man is about right that's all that's all we ask
0: yeah so okay so wait
1: Diane Lane not to be a monster yeah not to
0: be a monster so okay so is so Barry Keegan is the is who's gonna play York now right so the
1: article said um Ben Netzer is replacing Barry Keegan. okay
0: so Barry Keegan was from um Dunkirk and I don't like like he just doesn't look like the right character but Ben Schneitzer, I guess Schnetzer, um definitely has the look of of like what York kind of looks like and he was in the Warcraft movie um I think that was like kind of the biggest thing he's done. He hasn't done was like a the, ton. Um, I don't know I didn't see the Warcraft movie. Um, I
1: think I know who
0: he is now. Yeah. But uh um, I think he was the like magician. Yes, I know who he is. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah he's got him. yeah. So, I mean, he's been in in some stuff and you know, it, it's um Oh, he was in Snowden, that was the other thing that I remember that I actually knew him from. Um the the JGL Snowden movie. But okay. so yeah, so we'll we'll see. Um it, it it's one of those things where I think I think this can be great. And I think FX slash Hulu is the right place for it. And uh I look forward to to it, you know, hopefully just telling a good story and not um, you know, just going too far with any kind of like agenda. Just tell us good stories. So Eric I had a great need. video about that, um, with Batwoman. Um and 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 everything. And so you know, and, and we were talking about the Batgirl 50 episode or issue and, and how like kind of the assassination of Barbara Gordon at the end of that episode mm-hmm. uh, of that issue. Yeah. So. um, So, yeah, I don't know. So it, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, um, moving on to the next one, um, Ted Lasso got a third season pickup already.
1: <laughs> the way you talk about this, I am going to have to get apple tv or app, not apple tv but it's apple the apple plus. tv
0: plus is that is what yeah. it's called and like i'm sorry but ted lasso is 100 my favorite show of 2020
1: yeah and hey that's i mean that's good for you man that's so because you've just been singing it's praise and i, I do like jason sudeikis just it, in general
0: it's fun it's funny mm-hmm. it's heartwarming it's 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 a little weird you know and uh it's that fish out of water story that I'm, I'm so fond of, you know? Um, but no, so yeah, deadline reported today that it, it got picked up for the, uh, for a third go around, which is, is great because, um, season two starts production in London in early January. So, um, the show is, um, it, it's from Jason Sudeikis and, and Bill Lawrence from scrubs, um, who is the guy who, who created scrubs. So, um, it, that that kind of tells you like where the the comedic sensibilities are coming from. But yeah, it's just it's so funny. But Ted Lasso was actually I, I think I explained this and I'll just I'll do it again shortly. He <laughs> Jason has played Ted Lasso on these NBC Sports videos a few years ago when NBC Sports got the Premier League.
1: And it, it's it's evolved into this. And he
0: he was uh he was a football coach from Kansas who was hired to coach in England despite not having any uh experience. And he got fired before he got there in the um in the in the shorts. So he just became a an analyst for NBC, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> but he knew nothing about soccer. So, but in this time he's he's been hired and he's the coach and he knows nothing about soccer or England. And it's it's just fantastic. Um. But yeah, it's just I, I'm huge. Like other than Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis is probably my number two favorite SNL like alum of of all time.
1: I don't think I have any favorite SNL. alum.
0: I love Andy Samberg. Like I just like anything he does, I'm a fan of.
1: I mean, maybe the Lonely Island stuff, but dude, did you ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine?
0: Brooklyn Nine Nine is dude, amazing. I never watched that. All right, uh, the one that he did just recently with uh Christine Melotti... um. On, on the Hulu movie with the, the groundhog day thing that they did had, was great. And yeah, I mean, he's the, all the lonely Island stuff. Um, the, the stuff he's done for HBO with, um, seven days in hell with Kit Harrington, the, the Wimbledon thing. Um, I, I, I did want to see that I have and to watch that one. and tour de pharmacy, making fun of the tour de France. Um, so he's the only African who's ever won, um, <laughs> the tour de France. Cause he's Nigerian. So (laughs) anyway, um, but yeah, anyway, so no, but Ted Lasso is, it's a fun show. I like, you know, we don't have to talk a whole lot about this, but like, if you decided to watch it, we could totally do like a season recap. (laughs) So
1: yeah, I'll have to think about doing that.
0: Um, but yeah. All right. So moving on, the next topic is we finally got confirmation about Red Hood. Um, and we got a first look at what Kieran Walters, um, Walters, sorry, uh, Red, Hood, Red Hood costume will look like when DC Titans um, Twitter uh, channel put out the concept art and it looks pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm really liking it. So it, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and we, was this last week we talked about or week We did. Week?
0: We talked about it a couple of weeks ago and, and, you know, yeah. lo and behold, um, but yeah, so they're not it looks like they're not gonna kill him. He's just gonna morph into uh and they said he's gonna be the big bad for the first part of the season.
1: Which that's the one part I don't thing like that. that. I'm not a huge fan like, of
0: ever. Yeah, we talked about it. Like the he it, it should have been a slow burn for him to turn to Red Hood and he should have been going out like I would have loved to have seen him going out as Red Hood like behind their back. And like consolidating like power in San Francisco or wherever uh, the Titans end up being. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, but they're also they have casting underway for Barbara Gordon and Tim Drake. Um, and Donna Troy is being brought back to life. <clears throat> so hmm. that's interesting, which I mean, that goes along with like Troya um, in the in the comic in, in the Teen okay. Titans comics. Um, but then there's also talk of a of a Wonder Girl uh, spinoff with Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman. That's that a rumor be. though. That's a 100% rumor. Yeah. Um right. and then there's uh they said they might reimagine Tim Drake as Asian. That doesn't matter. I mean, cool. Uh I just I I think as long as whoever plays Tim Drake can be really smart, you know, and, and come across as like super intelligent, that's mm-hmm. what's important with that character. Because he got his, you know, he made his bones to become Robin by figuring out everybody's secret identity.
1: Oh yeah, so, so see, th- and and this is one of those examples for me that you know I'm not really I've never been in the huge into the DC or the bat, particularly mm-hmm. the Bat Family. So, like that type of casting, I, I mean, I would get why some people would be irritated if they again that we don't even know what route they're going.
0: I don't think it but, the, like yeah, you shouldn't be irritated by that.
1: Yeah, well, I I'm not gonna just discount people being irritated by that because it's something that has gone on for a while now. Now mm-hmm. that doesn't mean like you can do these changes with stuff and and like you said, like as long as they're staying true to the character, mm-hmm. it can work just fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I want to kind of steer back to the whole, you no know, Red Hood thing. You know, Karen Walters. I, I know we talked about we've talked about this on air and off air. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty much been my favorite part of Titans, even when Titans has been, especially like last year where season two was really rough, but had some really good moments to yep. it.
0: It had some high. It definitely I, had some high points.
1: Yeah, so I really like him, just you know, as Robin. But I, I think he, I would. I'm interested to see him at the red hood my again my only concern my one concern is them doing this way too early for me
0: yeah and it's we're not getting way too soon build up to it absolutely um so an interesting thing is uh ryan potter who plays beast boy actually i don't know if you remember this a few years ago did kind of a little audition tape to be tim drake in a movie
1: no, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, so he he went through and like was doing like all this like parkour and in martial arts and stuff like, um. So like when he was Gar and he was fighting those guys, you know, in 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 season two and busted out mm-hmm. all those sick, you know, kicks and shit. Like he's yeah. he's a legit like martial artist and everything, and um it would have been really cool. Like, I mean, it's just really funny that they're going to make Tim Drake in now when they've got the guy who really wanted to play Tim Drake already on the show, yeah. um, who <laughs> would be tiger a perfect, boy, yeah, like tiger boy. Um, but like, I mean, he's Asian American. Like, what does it matter? Um, yeah. you know, he, like, I think he would be perfect cause he was the voice of hero Hamada in, um, big hero six. And, you know, he had to talk all that techno babble that, that hero talks on that, sh- on that movie. And, you know,
1: it was, um, yeah, that, so that wasn't okay. So, I love yeah. that movie, by the way.
0: Dude, Big Hero Six is, is amazing, but like, I, I don't know. I like Grant Potter. I'm a fan. I I like him as Tiger Boy. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I really like him.
0: I want to see him be. Uh, hey, HBO Max, little bit of budget, just a gorilla, maybe an elephant, <laughs> but like a gorilla, not just, just don't a, keep tiger. Him as a, as a tiger boy. Yep, Tiger yeah. Boy is like the tiger has served its purpose. Um. But yeah. So, I don't know. I uh I, like like you like I mean like we talked, about, I mean we kind of talked about this, so I don't think we have to go too deep into it. But um but yeah, like just having him turn in. It says here, Titan Season 3 will explore, explore Jason Todd's transformation into Red Hood. He won't have to die as far as we know, but he's being set up as the first half of the season's big bad according to reports. Where it's like, "No, we they left that Cadmus um thread hanging at the end of season 2. Yeah. Let's clip that." Let Jason like because one Kieran as as Jason Todd is one of the best things about the show um and, and the best thing that ha- has ever happened to Jason Todd um other than Judd Winnick bringing him back as Red Hood. Yeah, so or maybe the best thing that's happened to Jason Todd since the Joker killed him and I called the 900 number to make sure he died. Just saying. Just yeah,
1: saying. I, yeah, your your point about the whole cat is, uh, <laughs> that hanging thread. Get that out of the way in the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. Focus on that. Yeah. And, and then have him in the background doing things, you know, and the second half of the season. That would be the time to have him. Ideally, and I think we said this a couple weeks ago, ideally we would have him doing his vigilante thing, you know, But without the red hood. And then at that season finale, that's when you see him don the red hood.
0: Yeah. Just like throw on the hoodie, put it on. All of a sudden, he's got Jensen Eckles' voice. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, that's Soldier Boy. What are
0: you talking about? Dude, just the, the Batman under the red hood cartoon movie, animated film. Yeah,
1: that was good. That was so good.
0: The only bad casting with that was in PH's Nightwing.
1: Yeah, I am I, just thinking of the hood yeah, part. So, it. but
0: but Jensen Echols as Red Hood was just awesome voice casting. Um, and that was the last one yeah. that Bruce Bo- Boxlight or not Bruce Light, or Bruce Greenwood did. So anyway, all right. So moving on. Um, you you brought this one to my attention uh, earlier <laughs> today. Yeah. Well, so I think yeah. I
1: mentioned something like this. I don't think I, I don't remember if I mentioned it on here, but. Probably at the end of last year or maybe the beginning of this year, I was on the Reddit for the expanse and someone mentioned how they, they had bought the expanse on Amazon, but they weren't an Amazon prime holder and they went, went to watch it and they no longer had access to it. And Amazon said, I guess Amazon used transferred it over to Amazon prime membership. Mm. Now, granted they did, You know refund this person their money but how so this is the first time i had like heard of something like this of uh, of of studio or not a studio but of a streaming service removing someone's access to something that they purchased so seeing this today really kind of put me in mind of that and it's and i i've told you this before like you know again over the last couple months I, i And again, it might be something that I'm worrying over nothing, but I kind of get a little bit iffy about certain buying movies on Amazon knowing this now.
0: Yeah. So I don't buy I don't buy movies on uh, Amazon. I I, I buy them from iTunes. So, like, I may have to uh, to deal with this with from iTunes at at some point. Right. But here's the thing is the. So the music industry tried to do this. 30 years 40 years ago um with cassettes right like they wanted Mm -hmm. to go after people who were sharing cassette tapes and and burning cds and making mixtapes and things like that so they were saying that like you bought a license to that physical version of that and you didn't have any rights to do anything else with it yeah so and then when digital streaming came along there were people were like, "Well, I already own this. Can I just have the digital copy?" And they're like, "No, you own the rights to that version of it. This is a new version." So you know, it, it, it's it's this isn't a new argument, and I think that um, I think Amazon is going to about this the wrong way. But I also think like uh, you know, when when you hear people like like Joe Rogan was talking about the other day about how um, there are. People in the government who want to get rid of like private ownership of cars and everything should be autonomous, like autonomous cars where you just use the car as you need it. And it comes and picks you up and takes you to where you want to go and then drops you off Um, and then starts over with the next person. Uh, So this is like a similar thing, right? Like with the streaming services coming on the way they have, like I think the whole idea is with Amazon Prime Video, you can download things you don't own them though right like Mm -hmm. if if something's prime you can download it to your device so you can watch it offline um i think what 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 this is like kind of the precursor for is you know what everything is just going to be streaming moving forward and if you want to see something that like you don't have access to or from like another streaming service you're going to have to pay an extra fee or like the mulan thing um yeah and and so that's exactly. This is exactly what Disney did with Mulan. You paid a licensing fee to watch and download that movie earlier, before anybody else. Right? As right. long as you have your Disney Plus membership,
1: and that's where. And again, I know we both said that. That's that's where I was out. Where one hundred percent. So I have to have. I have to keep Disney Plus to maintain "quote unquote." My license to watch this movie that I paid $30 for. Correct. That, and it's funny enough, Mulan is now on Amazon Prime and um, iTunes, and to buy for twenty nine ninety
0: nine, saving yourself $7.99 if you were a monthly yeah. Apple subscriber or uh, Disney subscriber. Um, so this all came about because a woman named Amanda uh, Caudell Uh, Caudell, I think Uh, in April with all
1: these crazy last names I
0: don't know Um, (laughs) so so uh, she sued Amazon in April for unfair competition and false advertising so in the article here on, on from the Hollywood Reporter it says she claims the company secretly reversed the rights to end consumers access to content purchased through its prime video service she filed her punitive class action on behalf of herself and any California residents who purchased video content from the service from April 25th, 2016 to present on Monday, Amazon filed a motion to dismiss her complaint by arguing. She lacks standing to sue because she hasn't been injured. Punitive was the key word there and noting that she's purchased 13 titles on prime since filing her complaint.
1: (laughs) Okay. That part, I kind of laughed at. (laughs) So, Okay.
0: So and, and then it says here, the plaintiff claims that defendant Amazon Prime Video Service, which allows consumers to purchase video content for streaming or download, misleads consumers because sometimes that video content might later become unavailable if a third party rights holder revokes or modifies Amazon's license. Now, I have an example of this. Um, for a while, the legend of Korra was taken off of iTunes, right? Okay. So like you couldn't go buy it anymore. But at no point did I ever lose the 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 ability to go back into like my iTunes like cloud library and watch or download it. So I didn't lose access to the the license to that digital content, but nobody knew could go buy it.
1: And I get that. But the fact that you purchased it beforehand, and then, and, and, and say in this case, where and say would Amazon or iTunes say they lose the license and they revoke your – so you're basically saying that I paid this amount of money for this with the idea that I, I could watch it at any time. And now, without any recompense or anything, you're taking that right away. This is not like it's something where I know I'm only renting something. I'm only renting this movie for two days. So I have, and I have 30 days to watch it. That is totally different. So I'm, again, this might be kind of going overboard, but we, we know how companies can be. Mm -hmm. So this idea of purchasing something and then a year or two down the road or, who knows, maybe six months down the road, getting that notice saying you no longer have access to this content.
0: Well, I don't think they gave her notice. That's what the problem was. All right. So I have yeah. another I have another example where the, this kind of bit me is there used to be a digital comic reading app called Iverse. I-V-E-R-S-E. Um, and it was when the App Store first launched. This was pre-comixology. And I bought the... Um, the prelude to star Trek. So the four issue like prequel series that they did okay. for the 2009 star Trek movie, um, where it was, uh, Spock, um, getting like the old Spock dealing with the next Hero gen. Day. Yeah. Well, he would like, so he dealt with the next generation crew and explained the Rumbaldi ball that was in the, uh, was in the movie, um, from alias. And, uh, So anyway, so I bought it and I read it and I read it on my original iPhone. So the three and a half inch screen and everything. Oh So then they were purchased by another company, but I lost access to that comic. Now, is it the fault of the company that, that like bought iVerse when they went under? No, like they, they weren't responsible for, for me keeping that, you know, purchase because it wasn't part of their thing anymore. Now. Things have changed, like you couldn't download them. Like, uh, Comixology, for I think most publishers now, you have an archive where you can go. Like, I can go into Comixology, and like, unfortunately, I think it's only one at a time. I don't know if they've instituted like a batch download yet, but you can, I can go in and I can download every single comic of the you know, whatever 1200 comics I've bought, uh, over the the span of comicsology, like I, I can, I have access to go and download those for prosperity and to keep them on a, uh, on a drive if I so choose. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and but yeah,
1: and and yeah, to your point of now that you can download from Amazon, yeah, like that would just make sense to be able to do that. Now, granted, a lot of my movies on Amazon, I'd say most of the ones I watch on it right now, mm-hmm. I should say are ones I had digital codes where I had the actual physical copy. Sure. But lately, and when I say lately, over the past probably two, three years, Mm -hmm. most of my purchases are digital.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I only buy movies digitally now. Yeah. I don't – I stop – like, in the same thing with video games, I only buy them digitally. I stopped buying – the last physical media game I bought was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wilds, um, because I wasn't thinking clearly, and I should have just bought the. I should just bought it digitally for my Switch Lite.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I'd say unless I get sales, most of my purchases are digital. The Avengers was one of those that I actually mm-hmm. just bought the. Sure. So, but overall, yeah, and it's just so much more convenient. Just like we were talking about Nook, my, you know, digital reading Mm -hmm. and my Nook, I have what, 180 books on there. Now, granted, the last two books I bought from my Dresden File series, I did actually buy the hard copy. But that's because I had, like, there's only one book in that series that I actually don't have a hard copy. Yeah. And that was because I didn't get a nook. You know, I, I didn't have the nook when I started reading the series. Yeah. So, and there was only one book that has come out since I had the nook. So,
0: okay. So, um, you know, I think like audible is a really good deal. Like they, they tell you yeah. flat out, like you own this book, like this, this, this digital version of this book is yours in perpetuity for as long as digital books are allowed to be played somewhere and you can download those books to other formats to play on your device that plays digital audio
1: yeah like all my books i probably have like 30 books now from audible yeah all of them are downloaded onto my phone
0: <laughs> all, all 30 of thank, them
1: yeah well, thank goodness for uh big phones well right I got the, you know i got the s10 now so yeah. i can do that with my <laughs> s5 i had last year i couldn't do that
0: yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I try and keep it to like one or two books downloaded at a time, but, um, yeah, I have 58 in my library right now. I was just curious. Um, and, and like, it's all the expanse books. It's all of Dune. Um, and then a bunch of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I have Jeff Tweedy's biography. I have, um, I have Eddie Izzard's biography. I have Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> so I have okay, Artemis, I, I Frankenstein, Good Omens. I have 42. 42. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, oh, and I have the lock and key radio play um, that is on Audible, which if you have not checked out, it's a great read. Check it out. Or a uh, great listen. Check it out. So I, this is going to get thrown out uh, because she used the term punitive. There was no, there's no punitive damage here. Right. Um, I, I think, uh, I, I think if she would if if she would have used a different term, um, I, I think if she would have just left the term "punitive" out, and and just called it um, misleading and unfair, um, right? But yeah, I, I I I if if I were a judge in this, I would probably throw this out.
1: Yeah, it, mm. I just don't like the idea of what their terms of service and again it's one of those things that hey i didn't even look at I'm I, and I'm curious to see what Voodoo has in their terms of service because again you can purchase movies on Voodoo as well so i don't do they have that same type of language in there or it says hey if we lose this right or xyz we can so we like can when access
0: when um flickster went under um you were able to transfer your flickster stuff to Voodoo right right and yes. then with the My Movies Anywhere, now you can see your Voodoo, iTunes, and Amazon purchases across any of those three platforms. Yeah. So, now,
1: I, I, you know, it's funny. I will say that there are certain titles I have that are on Voodoo that I cannot see on Amazon. And I don't know. I I don't know wh- what the difference was in how I downloaded the digital copy. So yeah. I can't kind of like find that, that's, that you know, that one. Thing that matches up of why I can't see it, but yeah. there there are a couple movies I noticed that I can't see on Amazon. That so like
0: I, I had a movie. I have a I had a digital version of The Crow right when I bought the Blu-ray mm-hmm. it had right. a digital version, but it was just an SD version of the movie. Um, so when they put it in HD, and I think I think it might actually be in 4K now, it may have been upgraded, but it's definitely an HD. Um. I didn't have access to the HD. I had to buy the HD or I would have had to buy the HD if I wanted it and then a couple of weeks ago it was 4.99 so I just bought it, you know. So it's like cuz I hate standard def. Um but yeah, so I mean I I I I'm not going to take Amazon's side on this, but I understand. Right. Like I like I have a huge library of this stuff. I don't want to like lose access to any of it.
1: Oh yeah, I, so, absolutely.
0: But the minute Apple goes out of business, I lose that whole library. That's true. So, I mean the same it's, it's like it's the same with Comixology, it's the same with Audible, you know, it's just um it, it it's just the way it is. So yeah.
1: yeah, it's it's just one of those kind of things that we don't think about because we're so especially with the digital age. Well, we're well into the digital age.
0: See, I think we're, we're still so in the infancy to, of the digital age. Like yeah. We're we're, we're in, we haven't even scratched the surface of what we're gonna be able yeah. to do. I um, rem- but
1: I mean, I mean, just think about how much we. And again, I don't, I don't know the DVD sales versus digital sales and stuff. And again, it's just me and you. Yeah. We're talking about what we do, but a lot of people do. Then that's why you have to count in digital sales with a lot of stuff now. Mm-hmm. You know, not just movies, but also video games. So, you know, I follow video games a little bit more closely than movies. But, you know, that's a huge part of, you know, sales is the digital sales of a video game, digital download of a video game. Um, So, yeah, I I think we're just so used to it or getting used to it, I guess you would say, that it's not something you think about. You're just like, oh, this is just going to be here. So it's
0: no, you're right. I don't Uh,
1: I, I don't know what that what it holds for the future, but just something to look out for and something to kind of think about not necessarily saying change the habit but be a little bit more cognizant of like i said after this i I am going to check out voodoo just to check out their terms of service and see what it says
0: yeah so um the first half of 2020 digital movie sales um were 1.61 billion which soared past dvd and blu-ray sales which was 1.275 million um for the first time. That's the first time digital has surpassed um Blu-ray. Now, this is the first half of twenty twenty. What happened in the first half of twenty twenty?
1: Uh what was that?
0: Something did happen. Something happened. It was like forty seven thousand yeah. years ago. And and yeah. you know. Um yeah, but just... no. But it says here the <laughs> difference is even more pronounced if you include digital rentals uh and physical rentals. So it's two point nine eight billion for digital versus one point eight five billion for discs. Whoa. So something to keep in mind there. So I, um, my, my uncle worked in tech um, before working in tech was cool, right? Um, and I remember, I succinctly remember him telling me that uh, CD technology was going to outlive the stereo and computer technology. And he didn't even see digital coming. I mean, he didn't, he, I mean, he saw digital coming, but he didn't, like, nobody saw broadband coming the way it came. Right. So, like, no, no, like, that's the difference. That's the main difference is everybody, like, I have a fiber, I have a direct fiber optic line into my house. Mm -hmm. So, I don't have to deal with any kind of lag or latency or worrying about what my, how much my neighbor is using, you know. Um, I don't have to worry about a phone line. I don't have to worry about the the speed and and, um, stability of a modem. All I have to worry about is the fact that I have a direct fiber line that runs into my house, and that is connected to a Cat6 line, which runs directly into my router. And I know this is really nerdy talk right now, but I pay for a certain amount, and I overclock by a good amount. (laughs) So um, (laughs) anyway, yeah
1: i'm a little
0: jealous now interesting right uh okay so let's uh let's move on to the uh to the welcome to the blom house uh final two uh black box and nocturne so i have black box first in the in the show notes so i figure we can just start Mm -hmm. with that one um So the summary for this one is Black Box is about a man struggling to regain his memory after surviving a tragic car accident. Despite, uh, oh, I'm sorry, desperate to return to his former self while trying to raise his daughter, he receives an experimental treatment that helps him probe into a past which suddenly feels too dark to be his own. Um, This was 100% a 100-minute episode of Black
1: Mirror. 100%. 100 percent it was what not even 10 minutes in that's the, that was first thing i thought that came in. i think when i was taking notes on big notes on my this my phone samsung mm-hmm. notes app that was like the first thing i put on here yeah it's like uh where is it at yeah, black mirror that was the first thing i put them on, on there
0: so i will say um is it mamadou Authy? is that how you say it
1: I think so. Okay.
0: So the guy that played Nolan, Wright, Um, I want to see way more stuff with him. He was awesome. He was my favorite part of the movie. Um, I thought he did a really good job and we're not going to spoil. Um, just like last week, we're not going to spoil. Um, he did a really good job, um, showing what was going on and, 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 and the, uh, what was happening with Nolan as he was trying to figure things out? Uh, Felicia Rashad as the villain. I mean, come on. Claire Huxtable broke bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It. I really liked uh, Mamadou. Or yeah. That, that's where I'm going It's
0: M-A-M-O-U-D-O-U. M-A-M-O-U-D-O-U.
1: Yeah. I. Sorry if I'm – I'd never heard his name spoken, so yeah. I can't really – but I, I did see the last time – the first time I remember seeing him in something, and I might have seen him in other things in the past, but I watched Underwater.
0: Okay, with Kristen uh, uh, Stewart.
1: Yeah, a couple months ago. And I actually like that movie, by okay. the way. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought – I mean, it wasn't great. It kind of had a Deep Star Six type feeling like, feel right. to it. But
0: So I remembered him from uh, that horrific movie, The Circle. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I – I, I tried watching that and I cut it off within like thirty minutes of watching um, it, and I never went back to it. I
0: watched the whole damn thing, um, and then the Detour. Um, that show, I, I remember him from that, and okay, um, and then he's gonna be in the new Jurassic World movie. So, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: so, to your point about him, I really enjoyed him in this and showing the uncertainty, the fear of of the unknown of you know what he was going through and then later on showing other sides of you know this development of you know trying to regain his memory and some of the memories that he does see i thought he did a fantastic Mm -hmm. job
0: absolutely absolutely um but yeah he's uh hold on sorry i just saw something that okay never mind um no he's he he was he was great and um the the relationship he had with uh, Amanda Christie, who played ava his his daughter, I thought was um was really, really good, and it was a great like grounding point um for his character who was going through something really extraordinary extraordinary um not extraordinary but extraordinary and in in his recovery from this. Um and then Towson and I, I'm not even gonna pronounce it. His buddy Gary, who um, was a doctor, uh, was the other like really bright spot.
1: Yeah, and and I've seen him in other stuff too. So, but going back to Amanda Christine uh, as Ava, she, I've never seen her in anything. Mm-hmm. But and we we all know child actors, they can be very hit and miss. Right, like, it's just because you, you know it, it's just. Well, just like actors, but child actors more because of their lack of experience and everything. But she did a phenomenal job. And I I just love watching their relationship, mm-hmm. uh, her, her relationship with Nolan, her dad. Yep. I thought that was, I mean, that was the back, obviously the backbone for me of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, Nolan was in the center, but he, what they brought together, it wouldn't have been as powerful if he did not have... This little girl, mm-hmm. you know, right by his side,
0: and and like she was, she was so funny, and like she, she just loved her dad, and she wanted her dad to remember things, and um, I really liked the the notes she left for him, and um, the whole you don't smoke, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which like was some cool foreshadowing, um, but yeah, no, I I I thought so. <clears throat> you know we talk we 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 talk about like represent- representation and diversity in these movies right so much right. like evil eye this is um pretty much an all black cast um yeah. like evil eye was pretty much all indian at no point did you did, are you watching this and you're like wow they're really beating me over the head with an all black cast absolutely not it was a good story it was a good it was it was a really good cast i thought you know again the story came first it was good storytelling and and Mm-hmm. It didn't matter.
1: No, and that, that – again, we like we said with Evil Eye, that's what I'm looking for. And this – to be honest, this is another one of those that – yes, if this came – showed up as an episode of Black Mirror, I would absolutely watch it. However, as a standalone movie, I probably wouldn't have given this the time just for the simple fact of, again – I'd, movies on Amazon can be hit and miss so mm-hmm. I was like do I want to really take the chance for this movie to waste my time but I'm 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 glad I did watch this uh and just as as much as Evil Eye which I thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. as well I was this was a good time being able to watch this
0: I was really surprised by this one
1: yeah and, you know I
0: and, and I didn't re- so here's the thing I did not read any of the uh, treatments, I did not watch any of the trailers, and I did not read any, and I still have not read any reviews on any of this stuff. I haven't either. So I went into all four of them blank. Like I, I copied stuff from like for the show notes and everything into the show notes, but right. like the reception and stuff, I did not read any of that. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, like I said, it was a hundred minutes long. So this is the longest one of the three we've talked about so far um it had it said the budget was greater than 10 million Hmm. so i imagine felicia rashad's like um quote or rate was probably like five or six million of that (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) but uh but no okay so filming in february 2020 it was announced um the cast was announced and um with Jason Blom producing for under the Blom house television banner with Amazon distributing the film is the, this, so this is actually the first film in the eight part deal with Blom house and Amazon and principal photography took place in New Orleans, Louisiana. So just like (laughs) everything else. It's funny.
1: Like shocker. Who
0: would have thought like they'd be shooting all this stuff in Louisiana with all those awesome tax breaks that they give the movies and TV shows. Uh, Shocker. Um, and it's, it was honestly, this has been a great like boom for new Orleans, um, to recover from hurricane Katrina because oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's good. That's like, really good to hear. Like this is, this has been like great for them to get movies being shot there and, and money being spent there and, and all of that fun stuff. Okay. Yeah. So rotten tomatoes holds the approval rating at 75 based on 51 reviews, um, the site's critics' consensus is an intriguing debut for writer director director Emmanuel Osai Kofor? Kufor. Kufor um, Black Box compensates for lack of surprises with a strong performance and an emotionally rewarding story. Metacritic: um, the film has a weighted average of sixty two out of one hundred, based on eleven critics indicating generally favorable reviews. Um, I think I- I'm surprised by they say lack of surprises.
1: Yeah. Because this is one of those where at least for me, I knew a surprise was coming and I thought my I thought I figured out the surprise, but it was a little different than I thought. So I, I was surprised.
0: I, I thought they did a good job not calling their shot. Yeah. So um and it wasn't until after that shot was shot that the things that happened in the movie made like all the more sense.
1: Yeah, I so. like that that shot was <laughs> shot. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, uh, yeah. So I mean, let's see. Uh, two out of or, <laughs> um, out of five amnesia points. What do you What do you give this one? Five amnesia. Uh, actually no. Amnesia. We just like we just give these numbers. So I would say I like I'd give this a solid seven.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at. Seven a out seven. of ten.
0: Like, yeah. pff, easy um all right so the next one was nocturne and uh so the summary for nocturne is inside the halls of an elite arts academy a timid music student begins to outshine her more accomplished and outgoing twin sister when she discovers a mysterious notebook belonging to a a recently deceased classmate who was not jenny weasley uh, all I could think watching this was this was the second Harry Potter movie, but in a uh, in a music academy instead of a magic academy.
1: So you know what I thought? It's funny you said that. I was thinking Black Swan.
0: Oh yeah, like definitely, like Black Swan is is definitely something that that it could have been. Um,
1: and I it, and I I would say Suspira, but I've never seen that because I, I know yeah. that was movie based on a dance academy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. I've never seen that. So, but like, I, that was, that's what I was thinking. It's just like, I've seen Black Swan and yeah. Natalie Portman and stuff. And, uh, so, but, um,
0: uh, so this one starred, uh, Sydney Sweeney, who is from the show. Uh, I think it's called euphoria. I'm getting this wrong. Um, on HBO, the one was in uh, yeah. Euphoria, yeah, euphoria, before. um, yeah. where she is great in that show. She was also in, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, which is really good. Uh, one she's yeah. beautiful her her Instagram account is 100% awesome <laughs> you should definitely check it out um, but she was really really good because this was a really different role than um, her character on euphoria oh and she was in everything sucks which was yeah. is the grossly underrated grossly only getting one season Netflix series um, about the 90s uh. and uh, yeah uh so i thought she was good um her sister madison eisman who played so she was juliet madison eisman is her sister vivian um who was very good as well and you know i think they looked enough alike to that you could buy the twins thing but like you know fraternal twins definitely not identical um right but their relationship was really really interesting um and Madison is, you'd know her as uh, Brittany from Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. So as the teenage girl. And I think she was in one of the Annabelle movies. Um, yeah, she was in Annabelle Comes.
1: But yeah, I really, um, so I was, this was one of those I was I was going to watch last night after Black Box and mm-hmm. I decided to kind of space them apart.
0: Yeah, I did. I'm glad the same. I did because yeah.
1: I, 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 I I give both films their due. Like I said, this one really reminded me there's that there was that underlying spook factor in this movie in Nocturne mm-hmm. where you're just there are parts you just don't know what's going on. Yeah. And you think you know but then you then the scene cuts and you you have to ask yourself, like, did this really happen or did this happen? Right. And as far as the relationships go, <laughs> granted, their parents weren't in it too much. Uh, Brandon Keener and Julie Benz. Yeah. I you know, love Julie Benz, Darla. But so it was more about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that, like you said, they had a very interesting relationship where – there was that tension that you you know it's 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 that tension where it's kind of not on the surface until something happens that you know kind of like makes it bubble up Mm -hmm. and throughout this movie you started seeing you know the tension between viv and juliet yeah just continually come up and up and up and it it's it, it happens where when Someone, whether, I mean, be a sibling or a significant other or just a friend where one friend is used to the dynamic of, say, being on top mm-hmm. and they just, and then the other one, and, the, and then the one that's not on top just assumes, hey, I'm going to play second fiddle. So and watching those roles reverse and how people handle that.
0: Yeah. So here was my issue, right, is like they mm-hmm. they did not have any sort of a twin bond.
1: No, they, they, it was and
0: and it was more it was, like it was so. Um, you have siblings. You you have an older sibling. Um, I have a right. I have a I have a two older. I, siblings. Yeah, you yeah. have two. I I have, a, I have a younger sibling, and like it was it was more. It seemed like it was more in line with that. Right, right. Like what you would see from um from two siblings who are are a couple years apart, Distant. not yeah, two yeah. minutes apart. Right um, and. Yeah. I
1: Actually, that's a, a very good insight, and that was the thing I was thinking about and couldn't really put into words in the sense because there's a little distance when you have, and again, my, in my case, my siblings are eight, uh, well, seven and a half and eight and a half years older than yeah. me. So I I never had that partner in crime in the sense, yeah, me and my brother played backyard baseball with uh, a duct tape baseball. Sure. We did, but... um. Like that every day, going to the same school, mm-hmm. being in the same grade, never had that. And I understand that because "quote unquote" twins of in some, some sort that might not happen. Granted, like one of my old, best friends that you know I used to work with, she had a twin, and they were like, you know, real. They were they acted like twins right. in, a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, so, they're,
0: they're inseparable, and they have their own weird language and telepathy.
1: Yeah. So, so. It, that that part was, there were times, especially in the beginning, where I couldn't kind of latch on to their relationship. But then I kind of stepped back and looked at it as, which, again, this is kind of a, a mis- not a necessarily a mistake, but kind of like a slip up in the movie. I step- stopped thinking of them as twins and yeah. just started thinking of them more as siblings. Which, again, I know what, but they're both the same, but right. like, twins, when I look at twins, it's it's different mm-hmm. so I took away that um, vantage point looking at it from that vantage point and then I think I saw then and that's when everything started happening where where I was just expo- just talking about how you know those roles of being one and two were slowly being reversed and that um, that hidden tension that was that's always been there between them right though they never necessarily admitted to it mm-hmm really
0: showed up yeah um i i thought this was a relatively weak cast um to be honest like i liked sydney yeah. Sweeney i like sydney and i like madison in the roles uh jacques Col- coleman coleman uh as max coleman. i did not really care for ivan at shaw at as the uh the 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 sought after music tutor i did not really care for um i did like that it had um Oh shoot! I just forgot his name, the the one guy from uh, Parks and Rec, uh, Typhoon from Parks and Rec, as the like principal or uh, as like one of the heads of the school. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. I always like seeing Parks and Rec alums show up on things. Um, and I I see I don't look at Julie Benz as Darla. I look at Julie Benz as um Dexter's girlfriend from yeah, um, Dexter. True. And so that that's a, she
1: was also the mayor i think of uh defiance
0: oh really i never watched something like that
1: she she had a big role in defiance i just don't remember what it was but yeah when
0: she was rita on dexter it was just not it it ruined everything that darla was it makes it hard to watch angel um with (laughs) with the darla episodes and you know the 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 absentee parents like that uh their kids are in high school and you're leaving and you know of course they're at a a essentially a boarding school um right and they're you know traveling around the world and you know doing it for the gram <laughs> um, but yeah i don't know i just i i i don't
1: know yeah i um i will i will i will second that the second or the supporting cast was not the strong suit of this movie no. and it could have made for if you had a stronger secondary cast this movie would have been so much better particularly with dr cat henry cask's role yep. as that sought after teacher yeah he just lacked you well, first of all you like he did have a sort of i'm hiding something yeah type look on his face but he just didn't have the um i was looking for right. as a sought after musical teacher you know teaching the best students right. in this right you know academy it just he just lacked it and And I don't want to go necessarily say he should have been like um, our boy in Whiplash, which that was another movie I thought about when I was Mm -hmm. watching this, just because of the musical aspect, the competition aspect. You don't necessarily need him to be like J.K. Simmons in that. Right. He needed a harder edge, and he just didn't have it.
0: Correct. And then I thought Max was just not like – like, that kid that played him, I just don't think he did a very good job. And I was wondering the whole time, why is this kid even at this, like, fancy school? He seems like he's a huge F-up.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I was not impressed so, with him. Um, to quote uh, GSP, I'm not impressed with your performance or <laughs> by your performance.
0: <laughs> not impressive. Most not impressive. <laughs> so but yeah, but, the two yeah.
1: stars, the two the, you know the, the girls, and yeah. Sydney. They, they did a they did a solid job.
0: Yeah, they I I thought they had a really good like adversarial chemistry, um, which is is what was needed, um, in there. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, they call so on on the Wikipedia it calls uh, it says here in 2019 she began starring in HBO's teen drama series Euphoria. <laughs> Have you watched <laughs> Euphoria? Yes. Okay, cuz it's awesome. It's a great show, but it's yeah. definitely oh, not Euphoria like a is great. it is not a teen yeah. drama series. <laughs> yeah. Um she's only 53. Wow. Um, <laughs> so uh she'd little uh yeah, no, I uh I thought this was okay. Um I will say it was 90 minutes as well. So it was it was relatively short. I think they probably could have cut a half hour out of this and it would have been another episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> um yeah i mean they they literally could have cut anything with the parents out, anything where they weren't at school um the whole thing yeah, uh, it didn't it didn't add anything the weird party in the cave could have been cut out, yeah, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, okay, so filming in september twenty nineteen it was announced uh casting was announced um with Zhu Quirky writing and directing in her directorial debut. I will say this movie looked very good yes it it, it, it uh, of the the two this week i think this one looked better than black box black box definitely looked kind of like a tv show um so there was that principal for photography also began in september night uh 2019 so i mean they they put this like they put these movies together quick man like we we need to yeah. get jason blomhouse on like i know we're just a tiny we're small but mighty but like we need to talk i want to talk to that guy um, Yeah. anyway
1: yeah i i i like some of the stuff he does with this with with his production company and the movies that they they crank out yeah like, he's, super he's super impressive
0: super yeah. impressive um and and like the quality is there all right so the reception yeah. uh Rotten Tomatoes again it's a news it's a review aggregator so take with it what you will Uh, it currently holds a 59 percent based on 34 reviews Uh, the critics consensus reads Nocturne's thought-provoking theme finds the themes find themselves at odds with its genre ingredients resulting in a mild blend that isn't quite pulpy enough Um, Metacritic gives it a 54 out of 100 based on nine critics uh, mixed or average reviews. I will say, um, I didn't want this to be pulpy. And I thought there was too much lag in the middle of the movie. Yes. Um,
1: I will second that as well.
0: Which is why I give it a 5.
1: Yeah, I have this one as probably like a 5.5. 5. Okay. And only, only because some of the trippier elements... Really I liked it how it made me Question what was going on what was Real what was not well right which is but, why
0: Why I like I liked That part of it right yeah I'm gonna agree yeah. With you I'm gonna I'm gonna pop mine up I'm gonna bump mine up by half A point to five and a half um, But yeah it, it just like it was not As good as black box No no so um, Okay So what Give me your four
1: So starting with number four and this 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 was not even difficult for me number four is the lie like I just like the more I think about that movie the more it (laughs) irritates me uh this now I will say like I had I was kind of back and forth at first and but uh, the more we talked about it and Mm -hmm. although I did put I did have this before we started so it didn't but I just solidified it talking about it yeah Nocturne, I have that at number three. Um, Black Box at number two, and then Evil Eye is the first
0: movie. Damn it, <laughs> movie. we have the exact same list.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, still thinking about Evil Eye. That's one of those. Like, I don't know if I'd watch Black Box again. I might if if somebody hadn't seen it. Yeah. I, and, if, okay, someone,
0: if, if, if someone if 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 someone wanted to like come over and watch it and be like, yeah, I'll watch it. I watched Evil Eye again this week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I will so, absolutely you, – you, so you already
0: have? Yeah, because, you know, we were supposed to watch these two, and I went and watched Evil Eye instead of watching <laughs> these two. Yeah, I,
1: I will absolutely watch Evil Eye again. I like watched – You know, just hanging out by myself.
0: I watched Black Box last night, and I watched Nocturne while I was working today, <laughs> so – yeah. Um, <laughs> uh but i did i did get to pay attention like i i had on my tablet kind of like right in front of me and and stuff so um i actually had a day without meetings so it was nice um because i was almost ready to call you me like can we record tomorrow i haven't watched nocturne yet <laughs> um <laughs> I, uh, that's fine i will funny. say as, as far as this goes um these are four strong like welcome to blom house like i'm excited for the next four
1: at which uh i don't know if you realize i I never sent this to you but they just released the names of the final four films okay for next year that come out next year they are the manor black as night madres and bingo okay so, i don't I didn't know if they have um yeah they have they have some of the you know what what you know the um kind of like the blurbs about what they're you know what what's going on with these movies, yeah, no, no uh, trailers yet, but you know, this actually just came out today yeah, so I'm, was- i
0: I just pulled up deadline. It was seven hours ago from when we're recording this, so yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting.
1: I don't, does it say when Like I'm looking at the article? Did it say, it just says coming 2021.
0: Yeah. So. The, it says here coming off the successful launch launch, the first four films of the program, which has surpassed our expectations. We're excited to real reveal the next chapter coming in 2021. Says general stock head of Amazon studios, the spine tingling edge of your seat thrills continues in this next collection of titles that will surely entertain surprise and shock our global customers. Um, I like you know like the lie is by far the weakest. I also think the lie is one that was purchased because it was from 2018. Yes. Um the other three were all shot sure. and filmed within the last 8 Six, months, weeks, whatever. Eight months. Yeah, yeah, when oh uh, no, last year, like the last year. Um so I, I there's definitely that different tone, there is that different style of storytelling um that are in Evil Eye Black Box and Nocturne. Um and I really want to spoil the end of Nocturne, but I'm not going to. Um uh, cuz I'll tell you something like I'll, I'll talk to you about it when we're off air. But um okay. But yeah. So, uh I'm excited for this. Uh let's see. Oh, they have um they have the casting for the Manor Black as Night, Madres and Bingo.
1: I just kind of scanned it and I didn't notice it. Like I didn't recognize any names
0: yeah uh let's see Which, madres again. madres is about a mexican american couple expecting their first child um let's see bingo it's in the barrio of oak springs so it seems like it's another uh latinex whatever uh movie um let's see oh keith david is in black as night interesting I like that guy. Oh, I didn't see it. So, um, let's see. A teenage girl with self-esteem issues finds confidence in the most unlikely way by spending her summer battling vampires that prey on New Orleans disenfranchised with the help of her best friend. Cool. Uh, that, that one sounds like it might be fun. Um, that sounds
1: like a l- lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And then the banner is Barbara Hershey, Bruce Davidson. Nicholas Alexander. It, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, I'll, I'll link to this in the, I'll put this in the show notes at the end. Uh, after suffering a stroke, Judas Albright moves into a historic nursing home where she begins to suspect something supernatural is pre- preying on the residents. And there's more to it, obviously, but I don't want to read the full, uh, the full descriptions right now. Um, interesting. 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 I'm sure we'll forget. I'll forget all about this until I see the, uh, the, the, promotion next next year for um <laughs> welcome right. to blom house too so um hopefully they do <laughs> like i don't want to say hopefully they do it in october because i think that's a long time to wait but also i kind of hope they do it in uh oh it says uh yeah so i kind of hope they do it in in in, in october again
1: to, let's be honest to like reading those um summaries honestly though and again i don't know where they are in the filming of these and they might not have been just not been ready who knows but some of those looked more seemed more in line with what i was expecting particularly with more 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 particularly with the lie i would say because the lie just kind of really threw me off
0: yeah the the lie the lie wasn't good i mean (laughs) i
1: kind of wish they had like released again it would have been that might have been a little bit much releasing two of these every week like throughout October, Um, because Black as Night definitely is, is a that's the one I'm looking forward to again. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for vampires, um, so <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, I think October might be a little too long. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, again, like you said, we'll forget about it until we see the the promotion. Hey, <laughs> Bloom House Part Two but, is coming. Yeah.
0: Right, so. Uh, welcome back to Blumhouse. <laughs> uh Choo-choo. all right. Yeah, the return. <laughs> all right. That's all I got this week.
1: Yeah. And tomorrow's gonna be well, yeah, as we as you know, we film on Thursdays or film, we record on Thursdays. Tomorrow is I am looking forward to tomorrow because
0: you're gonna get your baby Yoda fix.
1: Yes. Mandalorian season two starts on
0: the 30th. Did you order that spray brown sp- spray ground backpack? Did I, I, I did send not. that to you? Oh, I bought angel. Yeah, I bought angel, the SpongeBob doodle Bob, like half and half one, uh, as part of her mother's day present, just like to surprise her. And she's like, what am I gonna do with this? I'm like, I don't know. It's just cool. Um, cause Haley got a spray ground <laughs> backpack for, we got her that for school this year. Um, yeah no i'm excited i'm you know i'm like there's a part of me that's kind of hoping like it's gonna be up at midnight
1: <laughs> i think we've got spoiled with the boys
0: dude the boys spoiled us by being nine o'clock the thursday the night before yes yeah. So. yeah it
1: wasn't even midnight it was like after we after we would get off this show you i would get a text with, from you what about an hour later
0: not even <laughs> the <laughs> the like up. it's up it's up <laughs> So, I don't know. so last year, okay, so the, my sleeping schedule last year was a little wonky. Uh last year, it would the mando and Lorian would come on at two am
1: Oh, and you would watch it?
0: I absolutely would watch it. Well, because I was like, uh, I had calls with my team in Turkey, um sometimes, and I was just up. So it's what happens when you work with the global team, right? Who's eight (laughs) hours ahead of you or nine hours, depending on daylight savings. Um, So sometimes I had to wake up in the middle of their day to like, you know, get what I needed. So I would just watch the Mandalorian and then go back to bed, wake up, watch it again. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) of course you got to watch it again. Of
0: course, of course. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I can't believe Disney plus has been around for a year. Wow.
1: I think it's been like forty-two thousand years, but okay.
0: Other than Netflix, it is the one I use the least.
1: I probably, I, I yeah, definitely, because I haven't watched anything on there in a couple weeks.
0: I rewatched Maybe The Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't even rewatch that. So, uh,
0: I think they watched Hocus Pocus on there last night. I was doing other things. But. I
1: did watch the Mandalorian Honest trailer, which was great. Dude, but. the
0: Mandalorian Honest trailer was great. Did you watch the Mandalorian how it should have ended? Um, from I, from the Hizzy channel?
1: I don't know if I did or not.
0: They did how it should have ended for every episode. Alright, we're we're <laughs> yeah, we're did, we're yeah. blathering on it. Okay. You guys have a great, okay, great, great week. We'll be back next week. We are going to have a very spoiler heavy <laughs> review of the first episode of The Mandalorian. And we will follow that all the way up until uh through the season and I think Daryl we should probably start doing an Expanse rewatch and maybe um, since we've never really talked about the Expanse on the show other than uh, when you came on last year when we did the whole fifth season or fourth season um, we should probably pick some episodes out and like maybe yeah. do like some deep dives.
1: Which that was a great segue because I think tomorrow is the official one a day so yeah. if you want to catch up before season five, start watching tomorrow or start watching October 30th. Yeah. Watch one a day and then you'll then it, that'll lead directly into season five that where it premieres December 16th. I yeah.
0: So if you're listening to this on November 1st, you have to watch, you have to watch three. Two.
1: Three. Yes. So I forgot uh, October 31st. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Halloween. No. Uh, I can't do the one a day.
1: I did that with season four leading up, and there were a couple times I had to do two.
0: Yeah. like I mean, like because like, Game of Thrones did that too, where it's like, start watching now. And it's like, I just watched like four episodes in a night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace out. Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com, or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can su- subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Info's podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Later.